Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to the Matching Ed Podcast. How you doing, Yana and Tomomi? I'm good. I'm good, too. You're good. Awesome. It's great to have you guys back. Uh, this, this is a podcast just for, for who? Single folks who are trying to prepare well for the matching and blessing. And we love making these episodes because we do get a lot of good feedback uh, from a lot of you good folks. And in fact, we were just, uh, I was just at a CARP Momentum National Workshop at UTS last weekend. And uh, I am always shocked by how many people come up to me and say they listen to the podcast. And I'm like, thank you. I mm -hmm. appreciate it. I didn't know that so many people liked podcasts. <laughs> Um, right. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's typical for, for us to not like get response through people. Um, but apparently it's making a bigger impact than we think. So whenever I hear that it's, it's more humbling than anything because it, it's a privilege to really uh, provide stuff that's helpful. Right guys. Yeah. Yeah. And to mommy, you're famous now. So <laughs> yeah, I'm very famous. Everyone knows me. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Everybody. You're, you're a, um, yeah. Um, I'm so glad actually last time I joined with Robert and after that many people yeah text message to me and yeah appreciate my yeah experience yeah um so I'm glad to hear that we're uh we had a little competition with morning devotion on a in the morning during the workshop because a, a group of guys were like huddled together listening to the podcast um oh <laughs> and uh <laughs> Not that it's competition or anything. I just think it's funny. Even our pastor here, he was like, yeah, I wake up for morning devotion. And then right afterwards, I listen to the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tomomi, you're famous now. And uh, I think people get a kick out of that. Even actually, honestly, guys, uh, right before recording this, I was like texting Tomomi and Yana and Christian and the team. And I was like, I, who wants to join this podcast? And Tomoe was like, I don't really think I have anything to contribute to this conversation about parents in the matching process, right? Parental involvement in the matching process. And then I very, very slyly was like, all right, well, do you guys have any ideas for what we can talk about? And then she had like a full two paragraphs of contribution, <laughs> right? She was like, oh, we should talk about this. This is my experience. And I was like, all right, Tomomi, time, time to deny yourself, <laughs> deny yourself and- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just really shared um my experience, my personal experience to the team. I didn't expect at all to join this podcast, but yeah, somehow, yeah, I should say that so that some people mm -hmm. can, yeah, get some advice or wisdom through my experience. So, yeah. I deny yeah. myself and I came here. Yes, you did. And thank you. And it's really important, not not just because we want people to deny themselves, but because I think you have, you genuinely have an experience that Yana and I both don't have. I mean, we all have different experiences, right? But but you were matched uh, by your parents in a parent matching process. And so your experience is really unique and very uh, indicative of where many people are in our movement, especially uh, young candidates, second generation, especially. So it's good to have you. Um, Yana, what are we talking about today? What's what's in the what's, what? parental involvement in the matching process? How to especially how to create unity when you see things differently, eye to eye, a lot of the challenges, maybe your common questions that come up. And mm. why is this so important? Yeah. Parental. Well, I think I think you probably talk with parents more than anyone, right? 
Um, so you, you definitely have that perspective and you also have the perspective from, from sec from, uh, from candidates. Um, so, so in your experience, what's like the, the typical, like most difficult kind of conversation or point of dissonance in this relationship regarding the matching process? Well, I, I think it's actually, I don't know how to explain this fully, but I feel like it's more than the, um, a certain area of unity, like maybe around how to approach people or stuff like that. It has to do with this deeper challenges around like not giving up in the matching process. Like the path to the blessing is not easy. That's something we talk about a lot in the MatchNet podcast and process. And both parents and children, they go through this like hitting a wall feeling and that you can imagine like that kind of tension, it just brings up other things. So even if like maybe they're frustrated about the way that they're communicating or the way that they see the blessing, those are more like the peripheral things. But the deeper thing is this tension and challenge and like parents mm -hmm. feel it just as much of like wanting to give up, <laughs> not sure this is working, you know, starting again, all that vulnerability but it's different because they're like watching their child and through their child. But yeah, yeah. We, we always kind of talk about like, what is the root issue or challenge? And if you can imagine that mm. kind of feeling and frustration, it sort of magnifies other things. And particularly in their relationship, if there's already communication challenges or pains from the past, right? Those things come up too, but it's just, I, I feel like it's really important to talk about that because in some ways you're feeling a lot of the same things. and parents and children don't always know how to express it, but that's what I've observed um, through these conversations the most. And mm. I feel like, uh, yeah, I, honestly, for me, it's like, I'm, I feel less than Tomomi, less qualified to talk about this, but I feel it's like just so important. Um, every single time that I pray and ask God about BFM, how can we support bringing more people to the blessing? The answer is always like empower the parents. And mm. th that's kind of like the strategy. I've talked about that at times before, but when I really go deeper, like why is that so important? It has to do with this point of really being that channel, especially as parents being that channel to like never <laughs> give up mm. and you believe in the path to the blessing for your children, no matter what. Cause like, that's how God feels, right? for all of us but mm -hmm. uh yeah so yeah. I don't know that's kind of where I'm coming from of just God's perspective and hearing a lot of people right and their stories and um yeah but we'll go into more practical yeah yeah things around this well let's take a giant step back for a second because typically if people are in a situation where they want to get and be in a relationship they want to get married they want to find the partner of their dreams whatever etc cetera, etc cetera, in society generally uh, if there's a tension in the relationship or disagreement, the, the general response is like, oh, forget you. Like, I don't need my parents. Like, if you disagree with me or you don't mm. think this is a good choice, it's like, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm going to do my own thing. But it's very evident that the people that are listening to this episode, people in our movement, so, so seriously want to have that parental involvement so much so that they're willing to go through the inevitable disagreements and disunity and, and kind of fractured relationships and work on that relationship in order to have their parents' involvement, right? 
So there's something interesting going on there because I think if you ask typical, you know, dating people, gurus for advice, they'd be like, you know, just do what you want. Just, just do what mm. makes you happy. Like, don't worry about what your parents think. It's like, just follow your gut, follow your feelings. Uh, so I want to take a step back and ask the question, both of you, why is it that this parental involvement is important? And mm. why is it such a high priority for so many people, especially in this context? In the beginning, I just like to say clearly about uh, the two parents' word. Uh, two parents gave the authority a blessing. I mean, yeah, matching uh, to the children. Um, it's, it is very clear that two parents gave the authority to the parents to, to match the children or match or find the spouse children. I mean, it's really parents, yeah, needs to involve the children's uh, matching process. That is true parents' desire. Uh, but for me, I came to realize this is really later, <laughs> later uh, when I really, when I was, I don't know, 20, yeah, more than like 23 or four years. Yeah, because like, there's a lot of limitation uh, to be able to uh, kind of find the spouse or like even like discussing about the like blessing or even like matching future about things. Uh, but if we really can involve, if we are really parents can involve their matching, children's matching process, really bring the kind of the atmosphere environment where really God is working. So that is like my experience, through my experience, I really, uh, without like parents' involvement, I don't think really, well, parents' involvement or like parental figure, without like parental figure involvement, I don't think it is really easy to find uh, like matching mat the spouse or like yeah go through the matching process yeah hmm. okay so having their involvement is is uh easier or it, yeah. it can be yeah. got it i think we'll get into that a bit that's awesome yeah um yeah i mean off of what tomomi is saying i get that like that spiritual atmosphere and protection that's there um i think parents just very practically, parents have a bit more of that long-term perspective, just naturally, because they've lived life a little longer. Even yeah. if you don't, as children, might not see eye to eye, but I felt when I became a parent, even though my children are very young, it shifted a lot of the way I thought about the blessing and how I'm preparing them from a young age to want to pursue the matching and blessing. And I think just like in one term, I remember one candidate sharing how he would get off the phone with his potential, now it's his wife, but at the time when they were talking conversation and, you know, he was smiling and his parents like, what do you talk about? And they were like, yeah, we caught up on this and this, you know, series we're watching or like filled each other in on date. And they're like, did you talk about where you want to live in the future? Like some of these bigger 41 questions, you know, and mm. he was like, oh, no, because like he just got so caught up in the mm. joys of the conversation and kind of that um, very natural bliss feeling 
but the parents kind of helped ground and bring in a bit more of okay but talk about some of these future things and making that decision so that's just one area but overall it's more that you know this the parent-child relationship is so central to so many things because like you gave that example Benji of how a lot of times society movies a lot of they'll show like when I'm just going to marry whoever I want to marry it doesn't matter what you say or the family but down the line when you have kids when you have the more you have parents who can help grandparents and support like there's so many things <laughs> few decades in in life that it's it's worthwhile to um yeah support each other as a family and I think that whole family-centered perspective is just missing in society so the way that you know, we're very countercultural, a lot of mm-hmm. matching and blessing, preparing to be a marriageable person, you know, family involvement. But it's because society isn't a family centered society that we're in. So like a lot of these things, yes, it's not easy, but it creates a sense of practicality and also spiritual, like God can be present and support in a lot of ways. And I think it's just got to be mm-hmm. seen seen for that like we have a lot of our own feelings and you know around this and we're learning many of us have learned about the matching process and parent involvement the hard way and through challenges but you're contributing to shifting a lot of the way that relationships are approached in the future and kind of thinking about that also for your kids down the line Mm. right what's this going to look like 30 years in 300 Mm. years like I think about that a lot like so anyway I think seeing it in a bigger context of the culture we have and yeah yeah, it's important yeah I like how both of you touched on the logical reasons to have parental involvement and also the spiritual reasons which is awesome and that's exactly what I was going to say so (laughs) I don't have much to add here uh I will say that I I think it's important. This this is why it's important to have a long-term vision because if you have, if you listening to this are someone that wants to have a God-centered marriage, if you want to receive the blessing and not only receive the blessing, but also teach your children about the blessing. And if you want to have a successful marriage along the way, and if you want to do this three-generational thing and have a healthy generational uh, living situation, et cetera, et cetera, all this stuff and ideals we talk about, then it makes sense to have your parents involved. Not only mm. because because mm. God works through that kind of relationship, but if you want to have God in your relationship, then it does require not perfection in our relationships with our parents, but unity and give and take. Mm. I think unity can also sometimes be synonymous and replaced with the word give and take, right? Because when we think of unity, we often think it's an overly daunting task, a, a, a milestone that's sometimes unachievable. But if we just break it into this, it's just having give and take, the right kind of give and take, and just developing that 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 uh, relationship and that give and take, then that is how unity is formed. Does that make sense? <clears throat> so it's kind of making it a more bite-sized goal in that sense. So it's like, if you just invest in that relationship, the dividends that it'll pay generationally, generationally speaking, spiritually speaking, are far beyond, I think, our wildest dreams and what we think is possible. And there's something that's really special about uh, our movement and our faith that that people are so I don't not desperate. Desperate's not the word, but in the in the in the best sense possible, like desperately want their parents to be involved in the matching process, right? And I guarantee you, most of the people listening to this feel that way. Like they want to have that unity. And what's crazy to me, guys, is every time I ask 
uh, at workshops. I actually did this um, where we did a tour like seven years ago of uh, the Midwest and visiting different communities and specifically talking to parents. And then we went to uh, Camp Coho uh, in, in Michigan. And we met, so we met with all the parents of the, the uh, kids in the workshop. And then we met with the actual kids at the workshop. So we got to meet both halves, right? And I asked the same question to both, both halves. I asked the parents before we went to the workshop, I said, parents, what kind of relationship do you want? Like, what do you really want with your child? You know what they said? They said, honesty. Mm. That's honesty. what they want. Nice. Mm. Honesty and Sweet. trust. That's what they want. And then I went to the workshop and I asked the kids the same question. What do you want? Guess what they said? Honesty. Honesty and trust. Mm. Exact same answer. So then what's going on here? Why is it that even though parents and child want the same thing across the board generally, why is it that there is this dissonance and this gap and this discrepancy between the two? Why is that? I think the trust is maybe the harder one than the honesty. I'm just thinking back to when I remember parents matching was announced in middle school, when I was in middle school and we hadn't, you know, before that, the family matching process didn't exist yet. And then True Father announced it, just like Tamomi was sharing about. And that's the first thing that was a struggle. It's like, do I trust my parents with this huge decision, but eternal spouse? And of mm. course, back then, we were kind of thinking of it like the Chanel Gook matching. Like, what does that even mean, right? Are they going to be like True Parents? But it's so different now, right? It's It's a process. It's a give and take, like you said, Benji, and that give and take on it. And I think um sometimes on the younger just thinking back to myself why I struggled with the idea of like trusting my parents is that we as a younger person maybe we can be very um I don't know the word absolutist about some things like mm -hmm. you described it well Benji like <clears throat> high things like this high I gotta trust totally 100% or both but it's much more about like being honest about it like I don't know if I fully trust you. <laughs> like, mm. Even just to say that is give and take, right? And okay, what what are you working? What are the challenges? Or I don't feel like you understand me. That's what the root was with my parents. I felt they mm. didn't fully understand me. So if you don't understand me, how can you help me with finding a future spouse, right? And um, even though I was matched by true parents, I didn't get matched right away. I went to true parents matching and wasn't matched the first time. And I realized like, I've got to get to this level of wanting my parents to match me and to really trust that God's working through them mm. same way that God's working through true parents. And mm. that was ultimately where I broke, broke through in it. I was fully ready for my parents to match me. And I was just like, I'll give it one more shot. Didn't think I was going to get matched by true parents. Cause I really thought God was wanting my parents to match. Mm. and I ended up getting matched, but I was totally at that same level. And I know that was like key for me. So I think mm. I really want to say that it's not easy. I feel like that trust is part of it. But even just being able to be honest about that, I think is a starting point, right? Like it's not that you have all the answers. What does trust mean? Like there's a lot of these big words. We don't even know what that means or looks like in a relationship, especially if you have a not easy relationship. Um, but it's, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think I like what you said about the give and take. Make it more simple, right? Like, how can we first have a conversation about this together mm. and supporting and listening to each other? Um, 
That's why we created the Devoted program. It's all about having conversations and practicing together while listening to the content. But it's really about, you know, a reflective listening to understand and practicing. Those are communication skills that we all can work on. Um, you know, and that's part of it. Sometimes we're just really not good at communicating our desire to be mm. honest and trusting, right? And mm -hmm. that's, I think that's the answer to your question of what's going on there mm. between parents and children wanting the same thing, but not being able to express that to each other. Yeah, they just haven't expressed it honestly, which leaves leave this open gap for trust to build. Tomomi-san, what about you? Uh, I really agree. Uh, uh, <clears throat> honesty and trust uh, for building the relationship with a parent. Uh, for me, because I was really struggling with uh, trust my parents also for my uh, yeah for my, yeah my life of faith and also my blessing. But actually I I I use this opportunity like my matching yeah mm. preparation I use this opportunity to kind of trust to be able to trust my mm. parents right now mm. uh, at that time when I was a single I was struggle trust with my parents but yeah using this opportunity using yeah for my matching process to find a spouse and like yeah fix my relationship with my parents and to be able to uh, trust and through this trusting um yeah i've yeah finally i feel god really works mm. um yeah because the reason why i really distrust my parents because yeah true parents worth is very high but when i saw my parents uh, even not my parents, just not only my parents, seeing other parents too, uh, but personally my parents are most, but uh, I saw the gap between the reality, my parents' reality and true parents' work. I, I couldn't yeah, talk about yeah, my honest feeling to my parents mm. and also like my parents too, my parents think a thought like yeah my children's blessing is a, was a responsible uh, true parent so yeah we are not so much yet yeah, yeah involved the matching process to, mm. to mommy's uh yeah matching process so uh i i was really difficult to trust or sharing honest to my parents but hearing to yeah, knowing the true parents yeah, words giving the authority to uh own parents to find a spouse, then I really wanted to, yeah, to really building the relationship with my parents and take well with honesty. Yeah. How'd you do that? How'd... Uh, <laughs> how I realized that my parents was not perfect yet. Also, I was not perfect yet too. So mm. through me, my parents also could grow, could, could mm. grow being yeah. the parental position. But I, I'm not arrogant. I was not arrogant. Just like, oh, I'm also growing to be a good 
children to be at their children's position. Mm -hmm. uh, also, my parents too, through like work, yeah, giving, take well. Uh, I'm really responding well as a children to my parents. Also, then my parents also can be a parental position. Hmm. So, uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Makes total sense. I am. I love that, Tomomi. Hmm. <laughs> so inspired by that. So, okay, my parents are not perfect yet. Also, I have a lot of older nature still. Um, but yeah, through hmm. this matching process, um, preparation, my parents and I could build a strong relationship with trust and honesty. Yeah, I shared my preference. Mm -hmm. I shared my future, uh, how I how I can create my family with future spouse. Um, even probably my parents, yeah, didn't agree sometimes. Even like uh, probably I felt a little bit judgment. Um, from my parents, but I just shared because I wanted to create a relationship with mm. my parents with trust. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I this is an interesting theme that keeps coming up. Is I ask people like you, like, how did you do it? Just tell us how. How did you create this relationship? How, how, how? And the answer is always not something specific, but it's more just a different perspective which is crazy, right? And you said that you just, well, you had one assumption and you change your assumption. And your assumption mm. before was my parents should be perfect or they're not perfect. They should be perfect and mature enough to do this, that, and understand me, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And you changed your assumption to my parents are still working on themselves and they don't have all the answers and that's okay, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And because yeah. you changed your your assumption or your belief, if you will, about that, then it it changed your dynamic in your relationship a lot, right? I feel like the limiting beliefs, you talk about this a lot, Benji, that's part of what this podcast exists for and talking about our limiting beliefs or assumptions that we have that are, you know, being challenged during process toward the blessing. Yeah. I mean, the biggest constraint is usually us, Right. The biggest bottleneck in our life is usually us. It's something that we're doing or not doing or not understanding or not seeing. And I think that's another another reason why the parental involvement is important is for me, it helped it helped me have perspective on things. Like Yana said, someone who has 30, 40 years more of experience than I do, 20 years more experience than I do, has a different perspective, has a mm. different outlook on life that I don't see right now. And if you're open to that, then you kind of have like an instant, an instant glance into the future a little bit. You kind of see your life in, in stages and in and, and ways that you didn't see before. In other words, I think you see from God's perspective. And I feel like without that type of perspective, whether it's from a parent or from a matching supporter or from a pastor or from a mentor, older brother or sister, then we can't really let God work because we're the constraint in our own system. We're the constraint in our own matching process. And this is why we keep bringing people up on here. And I ask them, what has been your biggest uh, belief or skill or trait or characteristic that you've developed to help you through the matching process? Because it's always us. It's always us. 
And it's never some external factor or some because of somebody or because of some some trait that you have because of your mole on your face or because of your whatever. It's like none of that. Because if you break down the assumption that, oh, because I'm X, Y, and Z, because I've had this issue in the past or I made this mistake or because I'm, you know, speak this language or whatever, then I'm going mm-hmm. to be rejected. That's an assumption that's being made and that is a physical restraint on your possibilities. That's a physical restraint on, on the opportunities for you in life. So that's why we do these things. And I think, honestly, I feel like we're, you know, we're still trying to figure out how to be helpful for people through this podcast, but I feel like that's one of the biggest uh, supports and helps that we can have is like, yeah, we could give you the, how to, you know, do Hanukkah in an effective way and all the conditions that I did. And we did when we were preparing for, uh, from the blessing and that's helpful to an extent, but it's really like, how do we challenge the assumptions that we're making that we don't even know? You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, right. Tomo, like you didn't, you didn't even know that yeah. you had, right. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. And you also didn't know, like you shared in the last episode, which if you guys haven't listened, listen to that. Uh, you shared that you, you didn't know in your, when Dr. Young was making matching suggestions for you, you didn't know that you felt a, a level of maybe lack of trust in, mm-hmm. in, in that God would work through that, right? And work through him. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I I thought my relationship was okay. <laughs> mm. uh, my relationship with my parents was okay, but yeah, but I also knew, I knew that later it was really stuck. All right, I'll answer this question on my end. Uh, why is it that even though parents and child want the same thing across the board, they want the exact same thing, why is it hard to create it? Uh, I think just to put what Yana said a different way, I think it's because we don't have practice. I think that's the only reason. Because most of us grew up our whole lives without much practice. If you're a typical person, you went to school from when you were three, four, five years old until high school, college, university, et cetera, Join the workforce. And there's not that much opportunity in life for the typical family to like discuss these kinds of things. Like, who do you want to get matched to? How do you want to create this family? What does the blessing mean to you? Um, mm-hmm. What kind of spiritual faith traditions do you want to have in your own family after you're married? You know, what do you think about God? What do you think about your parents? That's not a typical conversation. And if it is, it's usually honestly a little bit one-sided or not very, it's kind of, uh, well, I'm going to say, more of a shallow conversation. And it's not really, really deep and gets us really thinking about what does this stuff mean to me? And I'm saying this all to paint the picture that when you have these conversations with your parents, it's 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 unreasonable to think it'll be smooth from the beginning. Right. Let me say that again. It's unreasonable to think that it's not going to be hard. It's, it is reasonable to assume that you're going to have conflicts and difficulties in your relationships. In fact, when people come to me, and they say, oh, we disagree on this and, and this issue. I'm like, good. Mm. Like, Congratulations, you're normal. <laughs> and I say, I say it without you know, sounding mean or brash. I just like, like, I don't know what to say. Like, this is a good thing. This is the best case scenario. That's what I keep repeating to people. Even if people are like, you know, we have completely different beliefs about the matching and the blessing and how to do this. And, 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 and we're trying to figure out how to get on the same page about it. And I say, that's the best case scenario. Mm. <laughs> like literally, this yeah. is the, the only scenario that this ends up good and you guys united on the same page. 
And the worst case scenario is that you don't talk about it and that you mm -hmm. just go your separate ways and you create this, this dissonance in your relationship, this, this uh, torment in, in your relationship. That's the worst case scenario. But it's the best case scenario if you're talking about it because it takes practice. And that's what you're doing. And that's what Tomomi did, right? Yeah, I did. You practiced. I practiced a lot. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I practice a lot because um, I practice a lot because uh, I knew I knew really that my distance, yeah, my distance, my mm. parents. So, and it takes practice. So I would I would encourage people that when they're starting this matching process and they're faced with a brick wall in their communication with their parent or with the matching potential match candidate, whoever. And you're having these conversations of like, oh, you know, this person has a, a porn addiction. Okay. I would encourage you to think, oh no, woe is us. Woe is me. This is a terrible situation to think, wow, this is a good situation. We have an opportunity to grow. We have an opportunity to have conversation. This is an opportunity, a challenge. And that is what is required to have success. I think the people who are most successful in their matching processes and in their marriage see these these quote unquote challenges as opportunities to learn something, to learn something new, to grow this relationship. Like to mommy, like you did, like, honestly, you saw this as my, my matching process is an opportunity to work on my relationship with my parents, because until now we haven't practiced what it's mm -hmm. like to have disagreements about mm -hmm. our beliefs, about our faith. Mm -hmm. So and for everyone listening, don't think of it as like, this is hard. This is an issue. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but it's an opportunity and it's actually required. This is a required process that everyone needs to go to, go through in order to, to see success and to grow. And you're going to have more conversations like this throughout your life. You're going to have these conversations in your own marriage. I promise you, even after you go through seven months of talking with someone, even though you're on the same page, hundred percent, as life goes on, you're going to have more disagreements that come up. Right, Tomomi? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanna yeah share that um yeah when I decided to fix my uh, relationship with my parents um sometimes I feel a lot of judge I also I feel sometimes pains uh from my parents but I I was I'm glad to take uh, take a step to working on this because. Uh, mm. Because of this process, sometimes I feel pain, I feel judged from my parents. Also, uh, I sometimes I don't agree with my parents' opinion, but I knew my parents more. Also, I feel my parents know more about me. So um, I feel more get closer to my parents, which means uh, my, my relationship with my parents was really deep getting deeper and i feel this is trust um mm. yeah it sounds like you also went through a process of having understanding for your parents mm -hmm. and a little bit of empathy and seeing seeing from their perspective is that true yeah um, what did you, what did you learn about them like their experience and their perspective i learned from them especially forgiving uh forgiving and also uh yeah uh, okay for <laughs> forgiving 
I think、mm-hmm. I can pick one. It's a forgiving. Like, yeah, my parents, my parents, they, they are, yeah, they met first, but they don't, they didn't know、mm-hmm. each other. So they mistook a lot. Sometimes they feel judged a lot, but they understand each other and they learn each other. And some they cover their mistake and then they grow each other. So、mm-hmm. when I started my matching process after fixing my、uh, relationship with my parents, I try、uh, not so much expect. Toward the, the partner,、um, even like any mistakes, try to forgive and we can grow. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Yana,、um, as a parent yourself, and also someone that talks with parents a lot, what do you think is important for us to know about the parents' experience, parents' perspective? Well, a little bit what I was saying in the beginning that. More than they say. And I think as a parent, too, you don't share with your child how much you're struggling. <laughs> But I, I recognize, just like Tomomi, like that's so beautiful to hear you realize that about your parents. As a parent, I'm constantly growing. It's like every day, boom, like you hit in your face a little bit with your need to grow. And out of, and it's like, God's design. The family is the school of love. Like there's growing pains. Even in an ideal world, I feel it would still be like that. Like you're just learning to stretch your heart and grow. So I think that that's a lot of the parent perspective. But if you can imagine, like it's very hard for parents to say it. Oh, I'm really struggling with the matching process. I get to hear that a lot. But they don't、mm-hmm. also get to say that with their children. And maybe the children would. Want to hear that more going with the honesty and、mm-hmm. trust. But parents are often feeling like wanting to give、mm-hmm. up or they make attempts and their child rejects it. And it's kind of like, you know, it's like it gets very hard.、Um, well, I don't know what else to do. I tried this, I tried that. You know, I'm very limited. That's how parents feel like I only know so many people or I can't do this. It's hard to navigate the website. Like there's all these. Limitations that parents are facing a lot. And, you know, that I feel like that's a big part of why our role in BFM is to help support parents more. But I think it's also good for children to be aware of that a little bit, like that empathy. And yeah, it was amazing to hear you speak about that already to moments. I don't want to say so much more there. But I think that, yeah, I, I tend to hear a lot of the challenges that parents are going through and they're sharing, but it's really out of. You know, I feel like it's hard for them, and they don't, as a parent, you don't want to complain about that to your child. But it's also important to be seen and acknowledged like, yes, what you're going through is is totally normal. There's so many, and it's okay. It's okay to not know what to do or to feel、mm. um, like you've tried everything and out of ideas, but just don't give up. Like, <laughs> and it's easier said than done, right? But I think that that. Um, that's why I feel like having this podcast and all the resources we're developing and the importance of the community and like reaching out to other people, not just to us in BFM, but other parents who are going through this, other parents who've matched even just one child, you know, having more give and take with people to hear their experiences. Because that's the thing, we're not alone in this. We have a huge global community that's learning through this. And yes, we have different. 
perspectives and you might not see eye to eye on opinions or faith traditions, but it's kind of like, instead of asking people about theoretical things, like get more specific, like Benji, you're asking, how did you do that? How did you break through? I'm talking to the parents now. How did you mm -hmm. break through in communicating with your child? Or did you feel like your child was against all of your suggestions and ideas? What did you do, right? I think so many times we want this sort of like one size fits all answer and things, but more listen to other people's experiences and what can you learn from that to help you shift your perspective. Um, it's not going to be a copy paste situation for each person. It's not going to look the same in the families, but there are a lot of wisdom among our community. And I think that's really what we're creating here is a culture, a family matching culture, and you're not alone. So please don't feel alone. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to give some very practical practical takeaways for everyone from this podcast to wrap up. But before we do that, if you have enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody that you love because that's the only way that this podcast shares around is through word of mouth. Right, guys? Yes. So please. we would encourage you to share with your team, with your family, with your folks, uh, and also do follow on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, whatever you listen to. We are on all the podcast players. So we encourage you to follow so that you get updated with all the awesome episodes because we love hearing from you and talking with you. All right. So <clears throat> tip number one. Now, this is just this three tips that I have based on our conversation here. And if you have any more, you guys can add, all right? Tip number one is uh, when in doubt, when in doubt, have give and take to create honesty and trust and unity in your relationship. All right. Mm -hmm. Now that means give and take about everything, including I don't feel confident in this in this uh, matching process thing. I don't know where to start, mm -hmm. or I feel very a lot of mistrust and dishonesty in our relationship. Start there. Start talking about that kind of thing, and that's how new things are created through give and take action. All right. Uh, tip number two is take take this uh, maybe difficult conversation about matching blessing as an opportunity to grow. Or however you want to put, however you want to phrase it, however you want to resonate with it, it's an mm -hmm. opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity for you to love. It's mm -hmm. an opportunity for you to expand your ability to love. It's an investment. Maybe some mm -hmm. of some of our some of us uh, listeners like investing, right? Mm -hmm. It's an investment in your future. Is working mm -hmm. on this relationship because it will pay dividends for many years to come, right? Aju, aju. And tip number three for you guys is to be open to having an empathetic perspective. Uh, on your parents or on your child, if your parent listening to this, right? Have an empathetic relationship and perspective on their situation and understand where they're coming from, especially if you have differences in beliefs and traditions about the blessing and about marriage. Mm. Yeah. yeah. One more, I think to add is just thinking of Aunt Marjorie Busing always says, time is your friend. I think that's important in the parent-child's um, parental involvement in the matching process too and as you mentioned Benji like you're not going to be this growing being aware that it might take time to work through these things and that's okay the purpose of time is to grow mm. and I think part of the reason the tensions get high and frustration is feeling like you know I want this to go as fast as possible a lot of parents say that like I just want it to go smooth blah 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 as fast as possible because they want their child to be blessed and happily married and have grandkids. You know, we go jump down that line, but just appreciate the time now. And like Tomomi was saying, it took a lot of time and that recognizing and breaking through together in your relationship with your parents was part of 
you know, how you could ultimately go to the matching and blessing and seeing that that was part of like, yeah, the time needed for that. So I feel like for others to, if you want to speed things up, you know, I don't want to encourage that way, like see the value of in your relationship, working on your relationship as parent and child and take time for that, give time for that. Don't just mm-hmm. want wow. the matching process to go fast itself or go faster in that time, but more see time as your friend and helping you develop this mm. long-term relationship you're investing in um, as parents and children. Wow. Mm-hmm. You just blew my mind. <laughs> you said time, the purpose of time is growth. Yes. That's from a divine principle educator. Maybe uncle really? Jerry Vito. I heard it from me young, but like, I always that's think crazy. about that. Like, yeah. Well, if you think I, about that from like, like why did God create time? It's to grow things, people, mm. parts, relationships, human beings, the world. Interesting. Wow. So it gives a different perspective on time and how time things take time. In the fact, the last two episodes we did with Tomomi and also with Yoshie and Robert, all of those people had a basically like a 10-year period of trying to figure out your relationship with God with your parents, the blessing so that you can be where you are today. Right. And in Yoshia's case, a lot of, you know, frustrating conversations and finding someone to find the person and a lot of growing pains that she had to go through in order to be where she is today. Blessed, happily blessed. Wow. Good moment. Anything to end with? Oh, well, I think uh, you already covered. Um, yeah. Really need to require a lot of, um, yeah patience um to realize the the value of blessing um so like so um, parents really need to require a lot of patience but yeah please give a lot of time to the children also children should uh yeah if take a time please open your heart to listen and finally listen parents wisdom um even take a time that's okay yeah awesome all right it's a pleasure to have you both thank you everyone for listening we love you all go to matchnet.us if you want to check out the matchnet program and see the actual step-by-step process that we've laid out for you to receive a blessing in a happy and healthy way all right god bless everyone have a great day bye thank you Bye. bye